Cathy van Royen from Chatty Cathy. The world has changed since I've started these podcasts. Normal looks different. And it sounds different. Now more than ever, stories are waiting to be told. And I'm here to share them with you. Peter Darrell is a successful businessman, mentor, athlete, with 50 years of extraordinary running, he has many stories to share. He's passionate about helping others, and now, in this time of uncertainty, he poses the challenge, why live by default when you can live by design? And after a weekend of heavy rains up in Gauteng, it's a good morning from my side of town to you, Peter. Wonderful morning. Uh, I, I was out this morning and I could see there'd been heavy storms. Uh, they were bad on, bad on Saturday evening, but this morning when we went out, we found a big tree had been blown over uh, sometime between when we passed the yesterday morning and, and this morning. Uh, and it was one of those big, big oak trees. So we certainly have had our weather up, uh, but it looks like a beautiful morning now. It's, it's so again, nice after the storms. Yep. As, as for the weekends, we were scheduled on Saturday in Pretoria to be the Irene, Irene farm race, uh, which, is, which is run through the Agricultural Research Council's Irene, Irene farm. Mm -hmm. And uh, historically, they used to have problems with parking and I think they still have a few problems, but they've, they've improved things. And uh, I think it's, it's one of those good Pretoria events. They've got a 21, a 10, and a 5. And all told, they have about 5,000 finishers. So it's quite something. Uh, it's, 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 it's run through the dairy farm, around the Irene Golf Club, and the farm-style South Downs residential estate, uh, which is which is a lovely estate. So it, it, it is a it is a scenic event, and well organised, and that sort of thing. So it would be a race that uh, I certainly would be would have would have run. Um, then down in Cape Town uh, on Sunday, they've got another one of those great Cape. Cape runs. This is the Landmarks Half Marathon. Now, you know, everybody raves about the Two Oceans Half Marathon, but with respect, I think there are better ones. And, and this is this is one that I've always had on my on my bucket list, but never quite never quite completed it. And it's interesting, quoting from Tom Cottrell's um, running guide. And he talks about it as, this is a challenging race with breathtaking views and scenery, extremely popular with runners. The, the route first meanders through the suburbs of Newlands and Rondebosch. There are 23 well-known landmarks along the route, such as Rondebosch Common, Mostert's Mill at six kilometers, and then the UCT, University of Cape Town grounds, about nine kilometers. The most fearsome climb to the turning point takes you up to the Rhodes Memorial, the highest point of the race. There is a picturesque 
Newlands Forest at about 12 kilometers and the famous Newlands Rugby Ground and Cricket Ground at 18 kilometers. The final stretch of this most interesting race is a flat and easy and pleasant. Uh, last year there were 1,484 finishes. So mm -hmm. it is a, an interesting race. Uh, and then when you start talking about interesting races, I think in I think in Joburg, um, we had one one of the more interesting races, the Soweto, the so Soweto Marathon. Yeah. And uh, I just think it's 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 described as if there's one marathon every South African needs to do, it is this one, known as the People's Race. It could e e equally be called the friendly marathon based on the ever-present crowd support and encouragement. The streets are lined by the community cheering, chanting and encouraging runners over what is certainly a challenging route. One that's filled with the, the history that forged the new South Africa. And I think it's a great event, but Kathy, you've got a story on that race, haven't you? Yes, unfortunately, it's quite a sad, a very sad story. It's a tragic story. It's my one and only Soweto, and I'm not sure if I will go back. Um, our, our dear friend passed away around about K33 kilometres. But I must just concur about the uh, friendly race because the amount of, um, you know, residents that, that came out to help while we were trying to work with Joe and, and, and resus him, um, was, it was obviously in hindsight, it was quite hard rendering when when I think back of it now but I just haven't been able to go back I mean our friends some of our friends have been able to go back but it's just one of those things is I'm not likely to do it again um in the in the too you know soon future but it would have been an interesting race yesterday if they had run it because of the the weather and um you know the the the, the, the roads might have been very wet and with all the vegetation that got probably blown around it would have been interesting to see how how the race would have done because when we ran it it was a extremely hot and it's notoriously um known for for a very hot time of year that race so yes yes it would have been a different dynamic yesterday had it been not I covid think, I think so. you know, I, i'm just i'm just thinking about you know parts of the route uh, where there are some low-lying areas so there could have been problems with streets being flooded and uh, and things like that, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I've, I've got, I've got more, I've got more pleasant memories of it. And uh, uh, I remember running with a guy, a, a guy from, I'm going to say Scandinavia because I don't remember exactly where he was. And uh, it was, it was quite interesting. We, I sort of run with him up the hill as we, as we went up uh, Vilakazi Street. And uh, he, he sort of asked me why there were so many vehicles and so many people around there. And I said, no, this is Villa Kazi Street, um, where the, the, you've got the homes of, of two Nobel Peace Prize winners. And he was aware of that, but he didn't know that's where it was. And he said, would I mind? And he, and he actually went back to go past both of, both of the two, two, two mm -hmm. houses. And it was one of those things. I've always felt that they they should have should highlight 
what's coming up. So particularly overseas runners know what to what to expect. Um, yeah. But it is a race where there's so many so many landmarks and uh, but sadly when you're running it, unless you know where you are and what to expect, you could you could miss them. Uh, again, I'm just I'm just looking at Tom Cottrell's book, and uh, he, he talks about the hustle and bustle of Walter Sisulu Square, onwards to the Regina Mundai Church. And I learned something this morning as I was preparing. This is the largest Roman Catholic church in South Africa. I didn't know that. Yeah. During the struggle years, it was the gathering point of the people of Soweto, and is often referred to as the People's Church. From 95 to 98, Desmond Tutu presided over the Truth and Reconciliation Commission hearings at Regina Munda. Just after the halfway mark, the Soweto Theatre is the Morris Isaacson High School, a small landmark to be sure. Its historical significance is large. On the 1st of May, 1993, Nelson Mandela visited the school to celebrate the school's role in the Soweto uprising in the nation's transformation. And, and so it goes on and talks about the Hector Peterson Museum Memorial. Again, you could easily, easily miss it if you, if you didn't know where it is. So it's a great race from that. Now, it's interesting, normally on the same day as the Soweto Marathon, there's another one of your um, marathon stories, uh, the, the New York Marathon. Uh, and again... <laughs> My non-marathon story. Uh, it is quite a synonymous weekend with um, unusual events because I went in 2012 and, and that's when Hurricane Sandy said, um, actually, no, you're not going to do it this year. So... Yeah, it has been quite a um, nostalgic trip when I look at the photographs of, of what, what would have happened race-wise this weekend. I'm thinking, well, there's two, week, two you know, quite significant races you know, that would have taken part, taken place this weekend. And I've got an unusual story over both. So, yeah. Where should you have been this weekend? Where would I have been in... in in the normal course of events, you'd, you'd book to be, you'd book to go overseas. And, oh, uh, yes, the, this weekend we would have already been returned. So last weekend we would have done Frankfurt Marathon um, and we were due to have come back in the week. So um, one of my, my running friends had actually said, you and Marlene should not plan races because <laughs> things happen. International <laughs> events don't seem to happen when we plan a race together. So... Uh, we'll try again uh, next year, although I'm not sure whether we should do it this, this far in advance. <laughs> with with these sort of things, yes. Yeah. I've got I've got I've got fond fond memories of, of, of New York. Um, um I ran it in about nineteen ninety. I don't know the exact year, but it was it was a one a wonderful in fact I do know it was nineteen ninety. Uh because on my way there I'd I'd run the 25k in Paris, then spent a couple of weeks in the UK before flying to America and flying to, to New York and uh, an unforgettable experience. Um, and it was my first 
uh, big overseas city marathon and uh, a, a wonderful event, yes. Yeah. Um, Sounds like easier times when we're just flying over to Paris, the UK, America, just like that. <laughs> In those days, well, the interesting thing was the Paris, the Paris, the, the Paris wasn't a problem. Um, although, you know, again, I could talk about that because we joined the tour party and the tour party had linked up in London and traveled from London to, to Paris on, on a bus. We in turn had just flown straight into Paris and we connected with the tour party at the hotel. So they created a bond between themselves and, and we were the outsiders. And, uh, and because we come from South Africa, we were viewed with somewhat with suspicion and so on. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was still a great, it was still a great weekend. And, um, yep. And I must just warn the listeners that that creaking coming from your side is not your um, knees after the recent weekend's running, but actually your chair that's creaking in the background. I was, I was, I was just getting carried away about these things and listening to it. Yes, no, sorry about that. Yes, so you better leave it at that stage. Although I haven't been out of bed yet, so it might be quite interesting if I hear my own creaks and groans. It might not be. I can't blame uh, my chair. Yes, lovely. Well, thank you for that little rundown again, as always, Peter, and we will chat again next week. Wonderful. Look forward to it. All right, Cathy. Thank you. Thank you.